You are listening to episode 128 of Game Deflators Podcast. My name's John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody here at the Game Deflators Podcast. We like to talk about games we've recently picked up, games we're currently playing, and are we the ones getting played in this week's Inflation Deflation Challenge? Dude, uh, well, I mean, there's no inflation deflation challenge this week, is it? Well, I mean, we're or, talking or... about the movie and like, I feel like I enjoyed it, but a bunch of other people didn't. So I feel like I'm getting played. I mean, it's, it's usually my intros are a long shot for understanding. And this week is definitely a long shot, but I mean, we already used the finish it with the interview a couple weeks ago. So what else was I going to do? I, I, I mean... should have gone with get over here. Yeah, you should have. Uh, or like fatality, fatality. And this been good week too. we get over here with inflation deflation challenge. Yeah, so uh, this week we're going to be talking about the Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, both Ryan and I saw it on opening day, which is pretty sweet. Uh, that's dude. That's like the first time I've seen an opening day movie in a long time. Dude, it has. It, I mean, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I've seen like a bunch of movies during COVID, and for the most part. I've been to two movies where it's just been me and my dad. I've been to two other movies where it's been like me and my dad and a one or two other people. And I think the most I've ever seen in a theater is like six to eight people at most. Mm-hmm. So I've seen Mortal Kombat and I saw the uh, Demon Slayer movie. And those theaters were the most crowded I've seen. I mean, I'm vaccined up. People are getting vaccined up. The world is starting to come around. I mean, still wear your masks, still observe, you know, social distancing rules. But, you know, I think I think things are coming back. It's it. It's an interesting time we live in. I don't know, man. I'm going to kind of miss the whole thing of people not being able to stand six feet next to me. Dude, I'm still having to stay away. I'm always probably going to wear a mask in uh, grocery stores because people are gross. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like if you kind of consider like around the globe, people actually been doing this for years so the fact that you know we kind of got forced into it i don't know man i kind of like it in i sense. uh i saw a thing the other day about like i think it was on uh food theory about like ketchup bottles and it's like imagine how many people have shaken the same ketchup bottle that you shook in a restaurant without washing their hands yeah and then obviously the table where it's like when it's been wiped down with whatever solution they're doing and how it's just like the same bucket. I mean, dude, I've worked in a restaurant. I, I know what that bucket has. It's kind of gross. Um, but yeah, enough about COVID and, uh, you know, restaurants and ketchup bottles and movie theaters not being packed. Uh, I am coming to you live, by the way, Ryan, from underneath a ladder and a quilt or a comforter and my monitor. And it is a sauna in this thing, dude. It is hot. So uh, for those that don't know, uh, the last few weeks I've been in the process of moving to a new house. I'm still not fully moved in because there's just a whole bunch of BS around that. And the room that we would normally be recording in is just empty. So it's just pure out echo. And I, I had to do something to kind of limit that. Ryan said I, it sounded like I was in the Batcave. Uh, I think that's just uh, an understatement as to how bad the echo was a moment ago. I mean, and honestly, John isn't cool or rich enough to have a Batcave. So he had to do something to fix it. Look, I can have a Batcave, but it's just not going to be a good Batcave. If he had Bruce Wayne bucks and a Benz, he could live in a Batcave. Oh, yeah, I would, 100%. Uh, Well, let's get started on the episode, dude. So, recent pickups, and now you may think, well, John's traveling, or not traveling, but he's moving to a new house. There's no reason he'd have pickups. You know what the first package was to my house? Mutant Ninja Turtles on the PS4. Oh, the new one? No, it was a. I guess it is technically the new one. It's the newest one, so it's like Manhattan something. I don't remember the one that's uh, like but, the beat 'em up that looks like a like an old school beat 'em up. Uh, it looks. It doesn't look like the old school beat 'em up. No, it's um. It just came out. Yeah, so it's not. It's no. It came out several years back. Oh. So it's uh. It's whatever was on PS4. No, it was on PS3 initially, and then it was released on PS4. So it's it's fairly Oh, real. is it but like a game, TMNT game? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the game is the, the game new. is starting to, yeah, and the game is starting to go up 
in value for whatever stupid reason. Like all PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4 games are starting to see significant spikes. So GameStop had it for like $40 and it's normally like 80 bucks. So I was like, let me jump on that. And then the other one, I picked up a copy of Shadow of the Colossus on PS4. <clears throat> so I had not played the remake yet. And, uh, you know, I played the original on PS2 and I wanted to check out the remake, uh, hoping once I get the surround sound and everything set up, I'll be going ahead and killing, uh, you know, various Colossus uh, through that game on my soundbar and my my nice big screen. I'm still waiting for uh, calling out Project Bluepoint to uh, do a 3D virtual reality remake of Shadow of the Colossus to be their trump card. That would be so sick, dude. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, in terms of playing video games, I have not played a single video game in three weeks, and it's driving me insane, dude. I want to welcome play to my world, so John. I don't like it. I, I want to play Apex so bad, and I can't. And they've all—they've already like—they're um, changing so much with Apex too. Can we just well, before we get to the news, can we talk about the Apex news of how they're like gonna bring back like uh, like uh, Titans and stuff from like the old games that these that apex came off of well here's the other thing too though is like lifeline has been nerfed and that's my main like she no longer has a shield in front of her whenever she resurrects somebody oh that was so good oh yeah i know like she was an s class or s tier character i thought they were gonna that. like give her like a better alt because nobody wants to like call in airdrops and give away your position late game yeah, like I think what's going to end up happening now is I'm probably just going to start playing Octane. There's there's no sense in playing Lifeline if there's no shield. Like she's weak as is. Well, you know, no, but you still have damage. the don't you still have the bot that will auto res people? Yeah, but Octane automatically gets health back. Yeah, I know, but like if you can have the bot res people, like what's it matter if you're resing them? Well, if the bot is does the like, bot not have square, a shield either? No, there's no shield. Set. Oh, so it gets rid so of the like, shield. Okay. Yeah, so normally when you try and res somebody, a shield pops up for lifeline. And I think the main reason on that, and I haven't read too much into it to see if they've boosted her or any in any other areas, but she takes more damage than other characters. So you she's take got that like shield. the slim profile or whatever. Yeah, so she's gonna like she's got the slim profile, but I mean, come on. Anybody on a PC can hit her. Like it, it just because she has a slim profile and is able to dodge more bullets, whatever it may be. She still takes more damage. So when you get hit, especially in a firefight like that, with there not being a shield, she's useless now, at least in my mind. So I'm likely going to be going with Octane moving forward and seeing how that plays for me. Man, I can't even believe it. Like, now that I think about it, where I'm at, like, because I was playing a bunch of uh, Apex when I was unemployed, and then I got a new job, and it's been, like, maybe, like, 10 maybe 11 weeks now i'm starting to lose track i've been there long enough and uh uh-huh. i think that i haven't played like any more than maybe three games of apex since before then so it's like i'm so out of touch like i bought the last you know game pass or the season pass thinking oh yeah you know i i got through the whole season pass last time while i was unemployed and it'll just pay for itself from now on. And it's like, God, I can't spend that much time. But we'll see. For me, though, the issue that I have is I had, what, like 30 days before the new season. We're sitting now in like 15 days or 17 days since I've moved into this house and still don't have anything set up. I likely like I was at like level 80 something at the time before. This oh, started. I was I don't know sub if, 20, I think, before I stopped playing yeah, the new season. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get the, the battle pass because i got so much going on as is. Like, I was intending on getting to level 100, getting the battle pass, and then doing what you're talking about. Like, continually Just do playing. it over and over again. Just as long yeah, as you hit but, level 100, it pays for itself. Yeah, but now that's at, at jeopardy because we're in the middle of this move. So, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it or not. So, we'll see if that works out. Uh, but, yeah. So, overall, man, I haven't played any video games uh, in the last three weeks, I'm hoping to get, you know, some games set up this weekend and kind of go from there. But at this point, it's more like trying to figure out my whole house situation and get things done. Like, I mean, I, I had floors ripped out several days ago. Painting is still going on. I haven't even, like, taken out the video games from, like, there's, you know, video games everywhere on the top level. But no shelving up there to be able to do anything with. So it, it's insane. Well, allow me a moment then, John, and I will surprise and frighten our audience in ways that they never thought possible. 
Not only did I buy a video game since the last time we recorded together, but I've been playing one for several weeks. Oh, you guys is never it, saw that coming. Is it? Is it Persona? It certainly is not. No, uh, so <laughs> like almost as soon as we stopped recording so that you could handle your move, Monster Hunter Rise came out. I bought that, and I've been playing like a couple hunts a day or one hunt a day for most days since then, and uh, it's awesome. I'm loving it. The first time I ever really got into Monster Hunter, I got into World, and uh, Rise has been a huge jump. I... I was thinking back, and I have played one. I played one on PSP years and years and years ago. And Monster mm-hmm. Hunter, like, every generation gets a little bit better, a little more user-friendly. And I've heard a lot of talks. Now that I've played two, I've got much more uh, elaborate opinions on Monster Hunter since I played World and have moved on. And I didn't even play all that much of World. Like, I probably played, like, 30 hours of World or something. But, like, I never got any of the DLC content. Like, I never got into, like, any of the post-game, like, hunts and going in. Like, I never even, like, got through all the monsters in that game. But in Rise, they added, like, a new uh, mechanic, the wire bug, which is, like, if you played World, you had, like, a kind of like a hook shot or a grappling beam from Metroid that you could use on certain points to, like, swing around the world. Well, the new mechanic in rise with the wire bug is you could basically like in a spider-man game how sometimes spider-man's just shooting his web and you're like i guess that's hitting a building off screen somewhere but you don't really know the wire bug is just like sticks in the middle of the air and you just go to it so you can kind of go wherever and it's on a cooldown, and it makes traversal way awesome uh they also add the palamute which uh, uh, is a dog instead of, like, the Palico, which is the normal cat companion, and you can, like, ride on his back, and you can do your eating, weapon sharpening, crafting. You can do all kinds of shit that normally you would have to stop or do something else uh, just doing that action. Like, you wouldn't be able to keep running and do it. You While you're on the Palamut and you're on its back, you can just sharpen your weapon and keep going. So... It adds a lot of new features, and I actually heard a really interesting question on the Dad and Sons podcast talking about, you know, when do games become less geared towards the hardcore audience and more geared towards, like, onboarding new players, and this game came up. And I think that it really crosses that bridge in a good way where it's like, I feel like the accessibility of Monster Hunter is probably at an all-time high. And if you played World, I would definitely check out Rise. If you were on the edge with World, I would definitely check out Rise. But if you if you know for sure that the combat of Monster Hunter is not your bag, then you know maybe wait for the next one. But I think that Capcom's making some good moves, and I think that the Monster Hunter series is going in a great direction. And I really like this entry, and... Gosh, I, uh, I'm really looking forward to playing some Persona 4 <laughs> and some uh, Mario Odyssey in my future. I was actually looking up the other day um, guidebook for Persona 4 Golden Edition, and I ran <laughs> into an issue. They have a Persona 4 guidebook, but I'm playing Persona 4 Golden, so there's mm-hmm. a lot that does not translate. And they have a Persona 4 Golden Guidebook, which is only in Japanese. And I'm imagining that that translates even less for me. So, uh, looks like I'm still on set to beat two games with about seven months left in the year. And, uh, you know what? I, I think most people can do this normally. Nope, nope. See, that's the regular guidebook. No, 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 no. I was just pointing to the fact that you have an $84 game of mine on your hands now. It It is skyrocketed in value oh, for since, whatever reason. Oh, that's right. So, um, oh, okay, so that's my playing and pickups. 
John, um, you talked about your one pickup, and you haven't been playing any games, so should we move on to news, and maybe we can just kind of like do a brief open discussion about all the news that we've missed over the last couple weeks? Uh, we can. I mean, I haven't really been keeping up with too much news necessarily. We, we talked I mean, about some things the other night that I think that we can both yeah. kind of elaborate on just a little bit, and then we'll touch on the actual articles we picked out. Sounds good to me. Before we jump into that, though, a couple things. So first off, catch this podcast episode on all of your favorite podcast applications and find us on Facebook and Instagram at The Game Deflators and Twitter at Game Deflators. Uh, also, TheGameDeflators.com. And then lastly, before we jump into our little spiel here on some of the recent news that we didn't really talk about in recent weeks, um, catch the old-ass retro gamer. Uh, he's actually got... Uh, an episode that we were on recently. It was um, <clears throat> it was part five of a, a movies that should become video game adaptations. And so uh, check that out. We're featured on there with a number of other podcasts and uh, YouTubers and such uh, through that episode. So it's pretty cool. We, uh, we did How High on that one. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that one. Okay, so uh, I'll let you take the lead on this uh, because... I'm just like sweating, dude, in this like comforter setup. So John, my John's mind is down like for on, Schwitz on wiping and stopping his brain power. <clears throat> oh my god, dude, this is like I've been like just nonstop all day since like seven o'clock, and now we're here at like eight forty-seven, and now we're recording an episode which normally we'd record twelve hours earlier in the day. Hey, dude, you just sit back, throw another rock on the fire, and keep slapping your back with uh, olive leaves. I've got my water here. I'm going to pour it on the rocks. <laughs> so um, things that we missed over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we missed um, the Sony turning around <clears throat> and saying, hey, guess what? No more PSP. No more PS3. No more PS Vita digital stores. And then kind of rolling all that back and being like, okay, we'll let you have PS3 and PS Vita stores, but no more PSP stores. I've got to imagine the boost up in Persona 4 Golden had something to do with that. Oh, I think it had all of the PlayStation 3 and PS Vita games and PSP games. Everything has to have shot through the roof specifically because of that announcement. Uh, specifically PS3. Like, I've seen some crazy prices. You're like, Lollipop Chainsaw went up like a ridiculous amount. The game's not even that good. And it just went up a ridiculous amount. Like, if there's like, anything what, 10, we've learned bucks? here at the Game Deflators podcast over the last two years, it is that That's good true. games are not necessarily the most expensive. Yeah, it's usually the shittiest games that are the most expensive. Uh, but uh, regardless, I mean, PlayStation 3 prices have just been going up like crazy. I'm excited because my collection just shot up however much value because of all of it. Because a lot of my collection is PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, and PS4. Now, you know, as we've talked about before, I've been collecting PS3 games I've wanted for a long time now. Well before a lot of people kind of jumped into it. So I've got a majority of the RPGs and such that you would typically find on that console. Um, which are the games, of course, that are going up the most, I think. Uh, let's see. We also missed the um, the cancellation of Cyberpunk 2077 online multiplayer content. I mean, there's no surprise uh, for me on that one. Like, you know, Cyberpunk in general had, went out of the gate stumbling. Um, I don't even know if they've got all the bugs fixed technically. Uh, it's not something I've been looking into. Uh, and as much as I'd love to play it, I'm not going to support a developer who, you know, in a sense, kind of put out an unfinished game for a lot of folks. Now, I think on the PC, though, I've heard it's it's pretty decent. But like PS4 in general, like just regular PS4, um, playing it on that, it, it's just not good. And I don't know if I could support that, dude. Uh, we, Did you freeze on my end? Or, oh, no, 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 no. I'm still here. Uh, we also... Well, I guess this was recent, but uh, information came out on the number of refunds that Cyberpunk 2077 actually had to issue versus what their actual sales were. And, I mean, mm -hmm. it was really just kind of a drop in the bucket. So CD Projekt Red's hype train really blew kind of through all of the problems that actually happened. So... It, they're as far as I know where they're at right now. They're planning on trying to 
continue to make cyberpunk a success moving forward and making a game that they can continue to sell as far as i know at this time it's still not available on sony stores so there's still a lot of people out there that have not had the ability to buy cyberpunk at least in a digital aspect at this point like i it, even though sony canceled like the store sales online I don't think that they like pulled cyberpunk printed for PS5 and PS4 off the store shelves physically. I don't think so. I could have sworn I saw it the other day at a Walmart. Yeah. So, you know, there's still room in cyberpunk's world to get better over time. But, you know, they're probably looking at less expansive future moving forward. Um, let's see. Uh, another thing that we missed that's actually we're going to cover in this week's articles uh, was <laughs> the announcement and release of MLB The Show 2021 on Game Pass while uh, it being a Sony published game. Uh, PlayStation owners have to purchase at full price while Xbox players with Game Pass get it for free. Yeah, that's that's an interesting situation in general. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, Microsoft is like, I mean, they, they would have to be, I think, paying Sony however much to have that game uh, on the Xbox. But here's a, the backstory on that for anybody that doesn't really know. So MLB pretty much said Sony would be forced to release it on the Xbox. So that way those gamers would have a chance to play it because Xbox really hasn't had a baseball simulation of, of you know, that's worthy of you know being a baseball simulation for a number of years. I think it's almost a decade that they've not had a good baseball simulation. And so MLB was like, if you want to keep the, the rights to make this game, uh, you're going to have to make it multi-plat. And so that's you know what you ended up with was uh, them releasing it through Xbox. But it is funny, the whole situation of it being on Game Pass. And uh, I'd like to see how long it's on Game Pass, you know? And if I were Microsoft, I would likely just continue having that on Game Pass for free. Yeah, I'm I not heard for some, free. I mean, well, you're paying for it, but I heard speculation like, what if this goes on multiple years? What if MLB The Show 2022 is on there, and like, how many years are like? Sometimes you know we hear about gamers that are, we'll say, not mainstream gamers, but like regular gamers, people that have a console and they buy two to five games a year and they're mostly like sports titles or regular release titles things that they can count on they're not really out there to explore but they know what they like and they're there for it so how many years is somebody going to continue to support a platform where they have to pay extra for those games where they see other people on the other side like i mean the ps5 is the hottest selling console right now it's so hard to find it's like four to five hundred dollars I mean, the Xbox Series S, it's equally as hard to find, but maybe not quite so much. I feel like people are definitely wanting it every other console more than the Series S. As far as new next-gen consoles coming out, you could get that for like $300 and then get Game Pass. And it's like, if you're just there for the sports titles and you don't even care about owning it physically, like... Why would you want to spend more than you absolutely have to, especially if like you're the MLB guy and that's your main title? You're going to bail on Sony first thing, save yourself 200 bucks and shift over to a Game Pass and maybe even get more into gaming because of it and the availability of other games. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really an interesting situation and it does kind of make me wonder like is if Sony's even going to keep the rights to continue making this game moving forward. Uh, like why why would they if it's a multiplayer? But you know, I guess at the same time, right? Like if they're supplying this baseball simulation to uh, Microsoft and Microsoft's paying them however much to have it on their platform, um, you know, or their console. I I think yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see how it goes moving forward in in future years. Um, and really, I think up to my, to MLB as well to determine if Sony gets to keep that exclusivity of actually producing the game or if they move it off to like an EA. Yeah. So we'll see. So just, um, but yeah, just a couple other uh, things to touch on, and then we'll move on to actual articles. Uh, Balan Wonderland came out and totally epically failed. Uh, 
We had the whole thing with the battery on the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 3. And if they're removed, the trophy data can't sync. And you might not even be able to play your own games anymore. Uh, more rumors about Game Pass being on other platforms like Switch. Lots more Switch Pro rumors going around. Uh, you know, it's been a, a busy couple of weeks, John. But it's good to be back. Yeah, it's definitely good to, to have an actual... Recording that's not in the bank, dude. Now, now don't get me wrong. I actually really enjoyed the last few episodes that we did on uh, PlayStation 2, uh, as well as Sega Genesis, and then also our interview of Paul Niemeyer. That was, that was so good. Dude. Man, if you guys haven't checked our out our interview with Paul, I mean, John, you were definitely there for the interview, and I appreciate that. But me and Paul, we had something going on, and we were really vibing. Ceramics people... Uh, into the same kind of uh, IPAs and stuff, man. I'm looking forward to hanging out with Paul in the future. He was a cool dude. Check that well, interview I'll probably out. probably hang out with him first. Yeah, I mean, uh, next time I go to Chicago, I'll be giving Paul a ring and playing some Mortal Kombat with him over at a Galloping You're Ghost. You're going to give Paul a ring? I thought you were in married to Angela. You're going to do her dirty uh, like that, John? I, you, know, you know what? You know what? Uh, Paul's the original Mortal Kombat <laughs> artist. Come on. The original, Ryan. Uh, yeah, so definitely check out that episode. It was a lot of fun doing that recording with Paul. Uh, okay, so jumping into the news here. Uh, the first one, I mean, we can kind of jump away from this here in a moment, but uh, PlayStation Studios' first Xbox game reportedly runs best on PlayStation 5. Uh, no shit. Uh, so that is going to be by Andy Robinson at Video Game Chronicle, or Video Games Chronicle. And, you know, really this comes as no surprise to me that it would run better on the PlayStation 5 uh, than it would on an Xbox. Yeah, but uh, it's, the real it was developed on the is how it, it I mean, handles it was developed on last for year. it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so um, basically, it gets about, if I recall from the article, about seven frames per second better on the PlayStation Five versus the Xbox Series X and S. But on last gen, uh, Xbox actually beats it out by about five frames per second. Not a huge difference in my mind, uh, but still, I mean, it's interesting to see like. The fact that it's running much better on one console versus the other, you get that with a lot of titles, of course. But the reason I say no shit is like this was made specifically for PlayStation initially, and it was you know made by Sony. So why in the world would they, you know, obviously they're going to make it playable, so that way it sells on another console. But at the same time, why would they really give two shits about it, like you know, being exact, or why would they produce a game that's going to perform better on another console versus their own? It would make no sense for it to uh, perform better. I mean, on the Xbox, like as far as the content is concerned, like I'm sure that MLB, whose license that they're using, is very concerned with how well it's represented on other platforms. Like they definitely don't want it being chintzed out on. And I mean, at this level, I mean, it's really it's built for one type of architecture and now it's on another and. Like we were saying earlier, like it's gotten all of this added attention. Like if this was just some third party studio game, it wouldn't matter. But the fact that it's like a first party Sony studio appearing on uh, an Xbox Microsoft platform and had a better deal rate for those platform holders versus their own. Like, you know, I, I know a bunch of people were expecting like, you know, is Sony going to counter? Like, are they going to try to like throw this on like PS plus or something? But that's obviously probably not going to happen. Like I'm at least going to be, I've been disappointed so many times with PS plus over this last year that if MLB, the show came out, I'm just not that kind of player. Like I would not, it would not garner any attention for me. Like I probably wouldn't even download it because oh, unless I, you're going to play that. like, that year are you gonna go back and play like a prior year's roster in in the future well normally those rosters update for a lot of those games but uh, i mean mlb to show is probably my favorite baseball simulation of all time so if it came well it's like the only one on the market right now as far as i know like i don't even think they're doing other mlb games i think that's like the only show in town yeah i think it is man and honestly, like I, I could see Microsoft that there's if MLB's like, yeah, you guys can make your own. I could see them doing their own too. But I, again, like make a mutant league baseball. Full, That's what I that say. That should be pretty cool. 
That'd be pretty cool. Uh, what is it, like Super 2000 Baseball? I don't remember the name of it, but it's on like Super Nintendo. Uh, Super Baseball 2000, I think is the name. What was the... Make, make that again. What was like the Little League game that they had? Oh, it used to be on like the backyard. back of cereal boxes and Go-Gurts. Oh, I don't know about that. But backyard backyard baseball. baseball, that's it, yeah. Yeah, some of those are pricey, actually. Uh, but, uh, you know, overall, um, it, it's just... It's an interesting situation. I'm curious to see, like, you know, we've already seen Sony is willing to put, uh, like, older games like God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn and such on, you know, PC. So is this a new trend that we're going to see moving forward? Like, are we going to start seeing more Sony games making their way to Game Pass? I'm curious to see. And maybe this is goodwill from Sony so they can get some Bethesda games over. Here's the real crazy thing to think about, though, like, Think about those rumors of Game Pass going to Nintendo. Imagine playing a first-party produced Sony game on a Nintendo platform through Game Pass. It's yeah, like, that's it's weird. like the whole yeah, rainbow like some... of gaming in one play. That's like that's like inception of the gaming world, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> just to even think about that. So, uh, that, yeah, that's nuts. I also oh, uh, want to wh- just call a shout out here because it's a familiar name. Uh, if anybody isn't familiar with Digital Foundry, who is referenced as doing the technical analysis for this article, uh, Digital Fam- Foundry is like a really great YouTube channel. It took me a while to realize that, like. I actually wanted to watch their content because it didn't seem like my normal content, but I had other people recommending it. They're great. They've got great content. Check them out. Good call out. And uh, one thing I was going to bring up to you, dude, is I was I saw something the other day in one of the Facebook groups I follow, and they had shown uh, that Sony is potentially bringing like movie streaming over to like PlayStation Plus, and like that's the counterpunch. Oh apparently. no! And they're trying to advertise it with Venom. Okay, Venom is not the hey everybody. Don't look at Game Pass. Look at us. No, you're gonna watch a movie once for two and a half hours, and then you're gonna go subscribe to Game Pass and play a bunch of good games. Exactly. Yeah, it's. That was just something I saw the other day. I'm like, there's no way that's a counterpunch. No. Like, it's not good enough to be no, one. No, it's not. No like, and I especially because, like, I think I also remember hearing an article recently about Sony stopping its, like, movie streaming uh-huh. service that it has already. We talked about that in a previous episode several months back. Was that that long ago? Yeah, I thought that sounded yeah. familiar because it's like, some people it's like there might have been some shows and stuff i think there was like weird edge cases that they had licenses to but it's all like shows that like most people aren't really out there watching like i mean me and my wife we just recently started watching lost again because we finished an old show but we've already stopped watching it it's like lost is never going to be a pull for like somebody like Anybody that wasn't around to watch Lost while it was airing, like future generations aren't going to go back and watch Lost just because Sony has an exclusive deal with it. I don't know if any of that's true. I'm just saying it as an example. But it's like, it's got to be really, really compelling media to bring you to it. Like, so, or Disney can bring people in because it's like, they're the only place that has Disney movies, obviously. Well, I mean, there's they're no the reason. They're <laughs> the only place that has Marvel movies, and they're the only place that has Star Wars movies. Like, they could pick one of any of those three, and they would be a destination location. But there's nothing that Sony has. Like, what are, what are they going to show you? Do they even have the rights to, the, like, the original Sony Spider-Man movies from the, the Sam Raimi movies anymore? I have no idea. Like, if Venom is their pull to get you to go to Sony, guess what? Save your eight bucks, go to Netflix, because after you watch Venom, you're going to run out of shit to watch. (laughs) Yeah, I was actually thinking, like, Game Pass and Netflix is really all you need, right? Um, Well... Let's uh, let's jump out of some Xbox and PlayStation 5 talk and discuss new Metal Gear Solid announcement could be arriving next week. And this is by Logan Moore at comicbook.com. Ryan, you can take the lead on this one. Yeah, so this is a bizarre situation, and I checked it out, and I'm going to let you guys know that there is more than one Tom Olson 
on the Twitterverse. But the first Tom Olsen you look for, that's the one. The one with the, you know, 3D polygonal face. That's the uh, Tom Olsen you want. So Tom Olsen appeared on Twitter recently. And uh, Tom Olsen works for a company called Big Shell. Now, Big Shell is uh, from Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. And it's led a bunch of people to believe, and there's been some rumors here and there that I've heard over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, going way back, you know, just dream rumors. Like, I like to think that there's rumors and there's dream rumors. Like, there's rumors that people post online in forums and they're like, man, that would be nice. And it's just like a whatever thing. And then there's rumors that's like somebody from in the industry or somebody that actually knows and they're whispering in somebody's ear and they're just like, the one ring. But the one ring is like actually a remake of a dope game and people would be like, oh, really? So we all know that Konami kind of sucks and, uh, they make pachinko machines and they made metal gear survive and they've got like a bunch of good ips under their hat and they're kind of just sitting back on their laurels ever since they got rid of kojima so what if what if konami licensed out the metal gear franchise and what if they let somebody do like a ground up awesome badass remake of a metal gear title like, I don't know, maybe somebody like Kojima. That, that'd be nice. I don't right? think Just, they would let him do it. it. And also, I don't think no. that he would want to do it. And also, I think somebody else could do it better looking from the outside in. Because I feel like if you gave Kojima Metal Gear again, I don't think that he would be happy happening to work with old Metal Gear again. And I think he wouldn't be able to help going back and redoing stuff. Like, Blue Point did such a good job with Shadow of the Colossus. They did such a good job with Demon Souls. They added little touches here and there. But, like, you know, it's the same thing, like, letting George Lucas go back and doing more Star Wars. It's like, you know, maybe that was a good idea maybe it wasn't a good idea like maybe he didn't need to go back and add those weird scenes to the original trilogy either you know that's kind of how i feel about that but i would love for somebody to get the chance to do a metal gear remake i really don't think that they would start doing a metal gear remake with two which is the most bizarre thing that i pull out of this that i don't think is really addressed in the article as far as i remember reading by the way, this is an article. I think you mentioned Logan Moore comicbook.com. Yeah, I did. Com? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. double shout outs. Now, now what I'm, what I'm hoping and or not hoping, I mean, and what I can see Konami potentially doing is, let's do a remake of the Raiden video game, or let's do a, uh, a version two of the Raiden video game and continue that story. However, the hell rising? they would want to do it. Yeah, rising. Like, no, no, Raiden, as in like. The character from Metal Gear Solid Number Two. Yeah, but wasn't it Metal Gear Rising? Was the Raiden was. game or Raiden? Yeah, game I believe it where was. You were like with the sword uh, on Xbox. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I've, yeah, so, I've got so little. I played a little bit of the. I think I played up to the tank boss of Metal Gear Solid, and that's all of my Metal Gear experience in my entire life. So. I'm not the big Metal Gear guy, although I've watched a ton of Super Bunny Hot content on it, and he's like really up on it and obsessed. So I feel like I kind of know it. I mean, I played, I played Solid, Solid Two, Solid Three, and Solid Four, and that's about where I stopped. I and here's the thing, man. And like anybody listening, you all always hear the same thing from me on this. I don't jump into video game lore and study it and try to understand every single piece. I play a game, and once I finish a game, I likely, within two weeks, forget all the character names. Like, the only reason I even know Raiden or Solid Snake is because that's the only... Like, what's the other... Was, is it Otacon, I think, is the other one? Otacon, is Big Boss. Otacon, Big Boss, and you got Liquid, and that's all I'm thinking of right now. Like, like that I know about it and just get my mind. There's like a wolf person. Yeah, you know how it is, dude. Like, and sniper I say it all the time. Is it sniper? Wolf? I, 
I don't remember some wolf character. See, that's that's where I'm at with these, man. Like I play it, I enjoy it, I love it, and then I move on. Like I don't replay a lot of games, and I don't invest There's my so time in trying to Replaying learn. Games is yeah, tough. exactly. So many games, I don't I don't need to invest all my life into one particular series. So, uh, that being said, uh, who knows what this announcement could be? Uh, all we know is that it'll likely be multi-platform, regardless. It's not going to be on one console or the other. Um, and we'll see, man. Hopefully, it's just not another writing game. Revengeance. Well, either way, coming. Uh, you know, I'm not sure which way it's going to go. Like, it is interesting that this character has surfaced. I mean, it could just be like some deep meme poll. Like, I don't think that we have any idea on who controls that account or their intents or their origins. So, you know. It could be some official thing. It could be some just guy on the internet stirring up the soup. That could be fun, too. But, uh, you know, we'll let them test their might, as one might say. Exactly. Well, dude, uh, I think let's move on to the thing that I am most excited to talk about this week. And test our own might? is Is that what you're saying, John? Test our own might. Uh, the new Mortal Kombat movie is a deathmatch with boredom, according to Ignati uh, Vishnevitsky. I can't even... We'll just say Ivy. And he is part of the AV Club. We'll, uh, and, we'll uh, post your name up there. Uh, I, I kind of let John bite the bullet on this one. We're, we weren't sure on how to pronounce that one, but, you know. Your article yeah, was yeah. compelling, and we will argue against it. Yes, we will. So, uh, yeah, I mean, basically, dude, I'm going to kind of go into, you know, and there's a lot of things that I didn't like about the film either. Like, so, for me, Mortal Kombat, some of this, 2020. Yeah, yeah. The movie. Some of the CGI. We saw it. Some of the God damn it. <laughs> some of the CGI is, uh, is okay. Like, it's not that great. Like, one of the things that, like, Goro was all right. Uh, seeing the... Um, initially where you have scorpion in that first area and he takes one of the um i guess one of the assassins and he he hits him with is it a kunai i guess or a knife and he goes ahead and like pierces him and he slings him over uh that one the cgi was pretty poor so there's a few cgi things i didn't like um i would say that overall the character cole what's his first name i forget the first name already and we just saw it the other night Something cold. All right. So, like, that's how memorable he was to me. Like, I I honestly wish it would have been more like, and I guess we should probably say spoiler alerts on this, but he wasn't very compelling to me as a main character for, for this whole thing. Like, I get it, like, why you would bring him in, but could we not have taken this from, like, the viewpoint of, you know, Sonya His or first Jax name and just Cole. had, like... His last name is Young. Yeah, Cole Young. There you go. Like... It, wasn't compelling enough for me. Like I almost felt bored at times watching him uh, during his scenes. Like I found more excitement in Kano and Jax and Sonya and Kung Lao and Liu Kang than I did with Cole Young the entire time. And like the family jumping in, like it just, it was very off putting in those scenes involving him. And, and okay, unfortunately okay. he I, is. I, I feel movie. like you're throwing stuff at me that I was not prepared for. Like, you jumped into this fight on the opponent's <laughs> side of a tag team Mortal Kombat match here. I feel like when we were at the movie, we were both on the same side here, John. And now you're going against Oh, we me. are. You're teaming up we are. with the other side. Oh, no, no, no. We are. Don't worry. Okay. I Cole thought Young, the movie is he... was dope. I thought it had everything a Mortal Kombat movie needed. Like, the guy who's reviewing this in the article... He's looking at this as like a capital F film, and I am definitely a lowercase m movie goer. Like, Mortal <laughs> Kombat is yeah, not so... the movie that I'm like, well, what about the plot? What about the su- supporting characters' motivations? Like, no, dude, it's Mortal Kombat. Like, did it have fights? Yes. Did it have like an almost like doesn't matter protagonist character? Yeah. That's most video games. Like, have you heard how compelling Cloud's story is from his perspective in Final Fantasy VII? 
not that compelling. He's mostly not talking about shit. Like, All there I'm is saying so much is... about this movie that's like, hey, let's make an insert protagonist main character so the audience has somebody to just like learn alongside of and like let's let Liu Kang be like the dude that's in charge like I think it's cool that they let Liu Kang be his own character instead of like uh I'm Liu Kang I'm an awesome martial artist but I don't know anything about any of this stuff why don't you tell me about it, Sonya Blade? Like, they cut out all that let Liu Kang be dope and made all the other characters be like the, okay, what's going on here? Kano was awesome. I felt like the scenes really carried themselves. I had a really good time. I thought that this was the best video game adaptation movie that I've seen in a long time and john's waving his hand so go ahead tell me john tell me why i'm wrong yes i'm not telling you you're wrong exactly I you're really not enjoyed the movie i really enjoyed the movie i just did not enjoy cole cole young if they would have picked a different actor to play that character i likely would have enjoyed his character okay better. so but i didn't did you so, enjoy the character up until the point that i made the comment that i made because like honestly I couldn't see past it from the moment the movie started. If you guys haven't seen Mortal Kombat, um, up to this point, I don't think we've said any spoilers. So we we have not given a spoiler warning. So I'll give a spoiler warning right now moving forward just in case we say anything. But the one thing I will say for sure is that the main character... And I don't know his name, so I'm going to look at what his name is here real quick. Uh, oh, Louis Tan himself. did a good job as Cole Young, but I'm pretty sure that he's just Tom Cruise reincarnated while Tom Cruise is still alive. Like I feel like he looks kind of like Tom Cruise. I feel like he's delivering his lines kind of like Tom Cruise. I feel like... I'm getting tons of Tom Cruise vibes from this guy. And it's not a bad thing. It's just a thing that I saw. Yeah, no, and that's not the reason why. So I Do just, you agree, his though? character and, uh, yeah, I would agree. Okay. I would agree that he kind of has that Cruise type S going for him. But He's the thing cool is, school, is like, he, he is an, like his, he just in my mind did not, he was not a compelling enough character and on top of that, he wasn't a very good actor for this film. I think if they would have picked somebody else, and if they would have nixed the whole like family situation, I think there that could have been without. Like if you don't have the family there, I think it's a better movie. I think there was too much tie-in to him having to go home and couldn't find like his inner aura or whatever to try and, you know, become what he became. And then on top of that though, what his power actually ended up being was not that cool. Like there could have been some cooler stuff for him. Like I get it. Like the whole, like protecting your family and the shield component. Like that's what his body turns into, but it wasn't anything like spectacular. The so, thing I'll say is he's definitely the most anti mortal combat character. Cause I've never seen a mortal combat character with like a defensive style. Like for the most part, like mortal combat's about beating the hell out of the other guy. Sometimes literally, yeah, and they took that whole, like, at the very beginning, oh, well, it's not always about, like, throwing punches in offense. You got to have some defense in there, too, to fight. Like, I No, get no, they were telling they him, him that, that he was too much defense, that he needs to throw some punches to win. Oh, is that what they told him? I could have sworn No, that's the what they way. told him, because that that's the whole thing about his, his superpowers, that he gets, like, stronger through defense. Yeah, regardless, it doesn't work for me, so... I, I liked every other character. I love seeing Sonya kind of, you know, go into that that role that she took, right? Like not being chosen, but still being a badass throughout the entire film. And then, of course, being chosen and then her abilities that she ends up getting uh, throughout. So I think Kano dude, overall, was the best character it. in the movie. I thought he was awesome. I hate how they did Reptile. Not, not from a a character aspect design wise, cause that's an actual reptile and how he, he normally looks. But, um, I hear how they do reptile where, you know, he just gets killed so quickly. 
I kind of hated how they like turned everybody from Outland into smoke, sort of. Like, like yeah, Sub Zero was, was like half Sub Zero, half smoke. Yeah, that was. I would have liked to see uh, see Noob Smoke in there, but didn't make his appearances go around. Noob Cybot. I mean, it'll, it'll Noob Cybot. Sorry, yeah. Well, I think so Noob Smoke we all didn't, time. We heard a lot about like the Lin Kuei, but we don't know anything about the Lin Kuei. So I do really like. Well, here, let can we just take a pause right now and transition? We're gonna take a pause. Sure. We're gonna transition. I'm gonna read you guys some stats like we normally do for the inflation deflation challenge so this week's inflation deflation mortal Kombat, uh production studios were new line cinema atomic monster productions and broken road productions director simon mccoyd uh release date in uh, domestic u.s april 23rd 2021 movie type or genre whatever i don't know action um Reception so far, we're sitting at a 55% of 179 reviews are positive with an average rating of a 5.5 out of 10. The most expensive version is theater tickets. The cheapest version is your friend's HBO Max subscription. And that's kind of where we're at stat-wise financially for this movie. It did good in the box office. It led its opening weekend. It did pretty good internationally. I expect this to get a sequel because spoilers. We already said spoilers, but spoilers again in case you really kept listening and now you don't want to know anything. But uh, there was no Mortal Kombat in this movie. This was all pre the Mortal Kombat. This was uh, like rogue Mortal Kombat before the tournament began. So tournament in the sequel that hopefully they'll get since it did good opening weekend. Well, so there's actually so a couple things on that. Uh, the first thing being is there will most likely be a sequel, primarily because Johnny Cage is mentioned there. Uh, also, 22.5 million opening weekends. So I don't remember exactly how much money was put into the film to produce it, but I mean, 22.5 million US alone is not too bad. Uh, the other thing is the actor for Sub Zero. He's actually under contract for four more movies. That's a lot of Mortal told. Kombat movies. So that's if we're twice get as Mortal many Mortal Kombat, Kombat movies, movies if we had before. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm stoked, dude. Like if they can continue this going forward and like have good quality Mortal Kombat films, dude, I'm all for it. And like, and here's the thing, like this isn't an Oscar film, right? Like this isn't a film that you're, like you said, you're going to sit back and say, Oh, well, you know, the character was, um, you know, of whatever echelon compared to this character in, in this film. Like I get it. Like, that, I bring that up because this is, to me, more of that kind of sit back with a bag of popcorn and watch it and have some fun, you know? But I do have to say that, you know, Cole Young wasn't, you know, exactly the best actor and best choice for this and wasn't exactly my favorite character going forward. But I can say that I did enjoy the film enough that I will be seeing it a second time. I think the only thing that stopped me from fully embracing Cole as a main character. Like I was pretty in for him. I think that the thing that was the worst was like during the climax, like the ultimate climax of the movie where it's like, you've been waiting for the showdown between Scorpion and sub zero, this whole movie since the very opening scene. And it's finally happening. And I think like three or four times, we cut to Cole punching the ice around his wife or daughter. And mm-hmm. it's just like either a let them just be dead because it's mortal combat and the stakes are high so that he has more motivation going into the next movie. And we don't have to keep track of what his daughter and wife are doing or, you know, let him, be like a strong hero and free them and then make sure they're okay and then go help his ancestor like either one of those options but like at him and his ancestor are fighting sub-zero and then at multiple points he's just all of a sudden 
punching the ice surrounding his wife or daughter again, trying to free yeah. them fruitlessly. And it makes him look very weak, and it really takes away from the climactic moments. Like, if that one scene was resolved, I feel like this movie would be a lot better. Like, I feel like that's the worst sticking point for this whole film is just that final scene and how his actions and their kind of being there interacted. Like it was either going to be a great allusion to what happened to his ancestor happened to him. And then like Scorpion died and he like avenged all, everybody like scorpion's dead family scorpion and his own family that would have been cool or he freed his family right away saved them scorpion lost and then he beat him but like the way it ended was just kind of like messy i it could have been a little cleaner at the end i felt like everything up to that point like as much as uh the reviewer of the movie and other people want to complain about like you know, character motivations and what they were doing and blah, 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 film stuff. Like I know film stuff is important. Like I know it's, it's just because we're video game people doesn't mean that we can all of a sudden branch over to film and be great critics on it and have these lofty opinions or crappy opinions and not be able to support them because we don't, really know or follow the medium as well like that's all kind of one thing or the other but like ultimately this is a film adaptation of a game franchise and i thought that you know the original mortal kombat film franchises were pretty good adaptations and i think that this is a pretty good adaptation like for the most part like fighting game lore is some of the weakest lore that you can do kind of more stuff with ambiguously. Like knowing as much as I do about Mortal Kombat lore, which is probably like more than the casual, less than the hardcore. I'm somewhere in the middle. I feel like I know some stuff that normal people don't know and don't know some stuff. Hardcore people know. I wasn't mad at this. Like this had, all the characters I wanted, it had them represented in interesting ways. It had like everybody said the lines that I wanted, like get over here, finish him, fatality, flawless victory. All the lines were there. The music was there. The like fire dragon was there. The, everything I wanted was there. Like it was almost like a perfect adaptation as far as like, I like this. I know that it's here in front of me like i had no problems with it i thought it was excellent yeah i mean i i would say like for me it would probably be in a range of like a 7.5 to an 8 out of 10 in terms of like overall movie quality but i definitely enjoyed it i thought it was a blast i enjoyed seeing it with you and being able to hang out and check out that film and uh, be able to talk about it afterwards and you know, I it had, like you said, it had everything that you want in the film as far as the blood and gore is concerned, the character representation that they had, the the uh, the comedy from Kano and other characters that was in there. I thought it was good. So, I mean, here's my, my overall at the end of the day. Whether you see this on HBO or you see this in theaters, I think it's worth watching. So, John... The ultimate question yeah. comes, inflated or deflated? I think just right. Okay, so, the, but in this situation, we don't have, like, the market value is ticket prices. You're mm. going to buy tickets. Yeah. You're going to potentially upgrade and buy popcorn and soda. I mean, this might be one of the most expensive games we've ever looked at as far as inflation, deflation, like not counting super rare games. Like we're talking like $30 maybe for two hours of entertainment. Is that inflated or deflated? So here's what you do. You get your girlfriend to go with you. She gets a really big purse. You pop popcorn at home, get some fried chicken, throw it in a bag, 
Go out to your local movie theater for 16 bucks. Check it out. Eat your chicken and enjoy Mortal Kombat. All right. If you guys have a girlfriend that can fry chicken and throw it in her purse willingly. Uh, yeah, I'm going with John on this one. Otherwise, I'm going to go with uh, just right for myself because I think that going to see this movie in theaters is worth it for the spectacle. I think that watching it, uh, I mean, me and John, we went to Alamo Draft House. Full disclosure, you can get beer and food delivered to you while you're there, and I got both. Uh, totally worth it. I would, uh, I would pay for food beer and this movie and have a great time i would since i'm a cheapskate only pay for the movie and a beer and ryan's drink which i did uh well no you paid for the movie i bought drinks um but overall uh yeah i think it's worth seeing whether it's in theater or hbo i think you're gonna get a better experience in theater uh, just because of the big screen and, you know, the bass and everything else that comes with it within the theater. But if you've got a badass home sound system, definitely check it out on HBO. I mean, I think it's worth it checking out there, too. Yeah, I mean, if you've or got a watch, friend's watch HBO times. Max password, there's no reason you shouldn't see this film. It's at yeah. least as good as the original film. Yeah, which, I mean, that's not hard to beat, right? So... Well, uh, you know, that being said, man, uh, I think it's good to be recording again. Um, I don't, I'm hoping I'm not recording in a tent for the next several weeks because that's going to suck. I need to get some books and stuff posted in this room by next week. So that way we are, you know, good to go audio wise. Otherwise, we might be recording at your house. We'll get it <laughs> so figured we'll out. See. We'll get it figured out. For Look sure. forward to more uh, uh, Game Deflators podcast. For sure. All right, well, uh, this has been episode 128 of the Game of Players podcast. My name's John. I'm Ryan. And thanks for listening.